Hello everyone, this is Pastor Dean Thompson with a word of hope. I must decrease. After these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea, and there he remained with them and baptized. Now John also was baptizing in Anon near Salem because there was much water there, and they came and were baptized. For John had not yet been thrown into prison. Then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. John answered and said, A man cannot receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who, he who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice therefore this joy of mine is fulfilled he must increase but i must decrease john chapter 3 verses 22 through 30 new king james version it was john the baptist who was the forerunner for jesus and he it was who introduced jesus to the people for a short period of time, both their ministries overlapped. But it would seem from the biblical account given that Jesus paid very little attention to John after his baptism. Why was this so? Were they not two second cousins? We do not see any evidence in the Bible that they interacted in any way after Jesus' baptism. Not even when John was in prison did Jesus visit him. It seems like John was expecting more from Jesus. Have you, have you ever expected more from God in any situation? How did you feel when your expectations were not met? Since John knew that he was to be the forerunner to the Messiah, why did he continue preaching after he pointed out Jesus? What if you were in John's place? How would you deal with this situation? Is it possible that John could have thought that at some point they would be both working together? If John the Baptist had claimed to be the long-expected Messiah, I am sure that many persons would have believed on him. Many wanted him to be the Christ. Even today, if you should go to the border territories of southern Iraq and Iran, you would find a religious sect called the Mandanes. Their religion holds that John the Baptist is their last great teacher and healer. In our passage of focus for today, we see the Pharisees getting jealous of John's influence and arguing with his disciples about purification. The Jews used to practice much ceremonial washings. And they thought these were sufficient to make an individual pure and clean.
so they were questioning the relevance of John's baptisms. But we also see that John's disciples were also getting jealous. They were jealous of Jesus' growing influence and following. Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. Even though there was still a lot that John did not understand, he was truly a very humble man. He did not care that less people were going after him. What matters most to him was that the work of the Lord was being accomplished. How do you feel when you are not being praised and not being held in as high an esteem as you would want? How do you feel when the world is not applauding you, when nobody sees you? How do you feel when you are not given the position you desired? How do you react when you think you have been snubbed? John's, John's disciples expected John to be just as offended as they were feeling. They expected him to see things the same way they did. But John's reply was both corrective and instructive to them. It was meant to stop them from having a negative outlook as they observed Jesus' actions. And it was teaching them the right way to think on the matter. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been, given, I have been sent before him. He who has the bridegroom, he who has the bride, is the bridegroom. But a friend of the bridegroom, who stands and hears him, rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. John was true to his purpose to the very end. He was willing to accept the lesser position and to receive lesser attention. Instead of being filled with jealousy and resentment, he was instead filled with joy and faith. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. John 3.29 Brothers and sisters, this is the attitude that we all need to have as we take part in this great work of salvation. None of us should, so, should be so puffed up with pride and arrogance that we think it beneath us to, to play a lesser role than we are accustomed to or desired. None should become bitter and revengeful if they do not have their own way. Hear what the Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through strife, through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each one of you look, look out not only for his own interests, 
but also for the interests of others. Philippians 2, 1 to 4. These are the attitudes that are needed as we do the work of the Lord. This is what having the mind of Christ looks like among the believers. Jesus Christ is our great example of lowliness and self-abandonment. John the Baptist practiced it too, and so should we. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it a robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, 5 through 11, New King James Version. Dear God, please help us, your people, to have the mind of Christ, so that we will do nothing out of strife and through selfish ambition. Teach us how to be truly humble and how to esteem our brothers and sisters better than ourselves. Help us to decrease so that Jesus can increase. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters.